Hi, I'm Connor Fowler. And I'm Matt Smith. Welcome to Apocalypse Duds. Today, we are joined by vintage dealer, classic car aficionado, rare camouflage connoisseur, and all-around lovely person, Maya Saltz. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hey, Maya. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, hey. how was your day today? Uh, it was a fairly average day. I did a bit of clearing out. I'm not I'm not very good at clearing out, but I tried to do a bit today. Um, Dude, me you know, too. I did the same. Th- I took three bags of clothes to the thrift store, which I haven't done that. I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> Never, probably, I've taken that much stuff. So anyway, go on. I, it's, it's something in the air. It must be a special clearing out sort of day, I think, maybe. It only happens about two days a year in my house. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I didn't take three bags, though. I only took one to the charity shop. I bet it was big. I bet it was it, a huge, I bet it was a huge, an enormous sack. It was kind of bin liner sized. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big. That's, I just had little, these are, I'm, I'm maybe being a little big, bigger than I, than I truthfully am. Like they were brown grocery bags. Okay. All right. You know, it was like and it was like an overcoat, maybe like four blazers, uh, some other stuff. Anyway, so it sounds like it was equivalent. We can both pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun when you have like, especially um, as someone that sells clothing, you know, or secondhand clothing. It's like I've been looking at this for four years. I I don't want this in my life anymore. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it, if it's it a n- nice purge. Yeah. But you know what happens sometimes is you sit on something for years and years and years and you think you hate it, but then you keep it a bit longer and then you suddenly realize how fantastic it is. Right, right, which is totally. why I don't get rid of very much stuff because I know it comes back round and I start yeah. to think I like it again. Agreed. I, I, my dad is a mechanic and I tend to give him like, like t-shirts that are just you know nothing i really care about mm-hmm. um, I, I tend to give him those for grease rags yeah and it's like okay yeah and then i have a bunch of other stuff that's just like out of sight out of mind like hats mm-hmm. that i'll probably never sell but it's like okay i you know yeah you can't sometimes you just can't stop yourself from buying certain things yes and that is my problem yeah that's uh, similar here <laughs> yeah uh what's the weather like uh where you are right now oh well i mean i can't see it now because it's dark but it was very it was just one of those gray overcast days you know Mm. the the days that don't really start right right (laughs) just white gray but my cats enjoy them because they just look out the window and sleep on the bed all day yeah that's pretty much how it goes well it's a good i mean that's why i stayed home and just did some clearing because there was no reason to go outside particularly right Right. Uh, so uh, it, we we kind of tend to ask um, mm-hmm. the old the age old ASL question, but we don't really care about the S. Um, <laughs> so, Maya, what's your uh, what's your age if you want to give it, and uh, where are you located? So, so my age is one hundred and five. <laughs> oh my god! That you know, is pretty the oldest guest we have ever had. Yes. Yes. I think I might be the oldest guest you've ever had. Anyway, so I am. Um, I yes. I let's say I hit the the mid century during lockdown. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. So that should give no you. No way. Yes. Absolutely not. No. 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 Because <laughs> we're gonna post your picture. No way. <laughs> You look, you look great. You look terrific. We're either oh, yeah. pictures riding a moto, riding a moto bike. Come on, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> so I mean, at the moment, I'm in London. Okay. Which, which is where I live most of the time. Um, but I'm also in Margate, which is where I do some selling. So um, yeah, I go between the two places. And, and uh, I. I know very little about the geography of the UK, but ha- mm-hmm. like in relation to London, which I think everyone kind of understands where that is, like where yeah. is Margate? So Margate is about 70 miles to the east, the northern coast of Kent, which is the, the next county okay. to London. Gotcha. Yeah. 
so 70 miles okay in the car it's a nice it's a nice little trip out yeah yeah uh yeah. and are you from london or or elsewhere i'm from elsewhere so i'm from, i was i was born in ipswich which is uh again it's about 70 miles north east of london in, okay. in east anglia so uh um yeah that's where i grew up as was a child and then i've lived in the lake district we moved there when i was 15 and then I went to university in Wales, uh, North Wales, in Bangor. Lived in Leipzig in Germany, and then oh, London. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah, lots of lots of travel and and yeah, living other places. Yes, yes. I don't really feel like I feel like I've lots of lots of homes. Yeah, you know? totally. And uh, yeah, but Mar Margate's very close to my heart at the moment. I do love it there. So it's a it's a it's a funky little town. That's cool. Mm. Is, is there a college there or is it just like kind of naturally funky? Well, it, it, it doesn't have a college actually, but it does have at Margate School. Well, what's it called now? The Margate School. They set up an art school, but I think it's struggling for funding at the moment. It's a very art centric town. So lots of artists. Oh, that's really cool. Um, and, it's in a, and it's in an area called Thanet. So you've got Ramsgate and Broadstairs, which are two other towns really close which have slightly different vibes, but they're all very interesting in their own right. Um, yeah, and they've had quite a, a rise in the last 10 years or so from being fairly uh, down at heel. And now people are moving in from London and from everywhere else um, yeah. and, and investing in them and making it into a place people want to be and live and, you know, raise kids. It's nice. That's cool. Is yeah. that kind of like is that kind of like Brighton? I know someone that lives in Brighton, and of mm. course, I famously went to study abroad in Swansea, Wales. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> I'm acquainted somewhat with uh, with the geography over there. But I yeah. guess Brighton is like an is like known for being like artsy place. Yes, I think that people compare the two, or they say that Margate is becoming Brighton. But oh, cool! I, so it's like a, it's like ascendant. In a way, it's a lot smaller, and it's um, you know it's a different vibe. But Brighton is very much to me like a bit like London on sea. I mean, really Londony, like quite a big, big city feel to it. Whereas yeah. Margate's much smaller, more contained. Um, yeah, and we have a good sandy beach in Margate. Ah. Have in Brighton, they have pebbles, as far as I know, or stone, stony beach. I, yeah. I gotta say that cities in England or, or places in England have such cooler names than the states. Just now, 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 don't <laughs> give it to those Anglo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, no, 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 no. There's but, something good with American names. We have names like no. uh, Hogneck Road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You you have Kickapoo Park, which I loved last time I was there. Kickapoo. Kickapoo Park, yes. Um, but you've got all the British names as well, haven't you? Everything. There's a there's a Margate in New Jersey. Right. Oh, yeah. We sure. do. We do. Yeah, you got all of them, as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we just we're trying to catch up. I don't know. Something about uh, the UK has always drawn me to appreciate it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's also hearing hearing these things pronounced in your accent and not my terrible American accent makes it that much better. I don't Maybe. Know. <laughs> Maybe. I found a little town today and it was called Fobbing. And I thought that was a good name for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. It's in. Um, uh, we, where so, is it we now? Can't, so that's something we can't call the episode. <laughs> Fobbing with my assaults. No, don't right. say it. No. <laughs> um, so I should have asked you this in the prologue. I didn't. Mm -hmm. um, we have been asking our guests what they are wearing. Mm -hmm. You may, maybe, who knows what you're wearing. You're, it's time to go to sleep. So I, I did warn you I might be in pajamas. That's, uh, that, that's is okay. a fine, <laughs> that is a fine answer. <laughs> I'm that not. is a fine answer. We're an honest show. People don't have to get dressed up for the show. I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt, which I am not often doing. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually in fully clothes, full, fully dressed in what I wore all day. So, um, in my clearing out clothes, uh, which are 
And this wasn't just for the show, but I do happen to have quite a nice pair of trousers on, which Hell are yeah. monkey pants. You know those? Oh, those are the originals? Big... No, these are oh, reproductions, okay. but they're very good reproductions. Yeah, that's awesome. Do yeah. you know what, uh, what company made them? Bronson. Oh, Br- Bronson stuff is so solid for it's, like, yeah. especially for the price. It's really good. Just nice. Yeah. All the all the details. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I've got those on, and I've got my favorite sweatshirt on, which is um, it's a black. I don't know what brand it is, but it's just a really nice one. But it says "Basketball is Hip Hop" on the <laughs> in big silver letters. So uh, I don't know what that. <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> I. Accept- I accept it though, right? Isn't that like hip hop definitionally is a combination of uh, sort of art, you know, including graffiti. So like, yeah, I would say basketball is hip hop uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. Not as I'm not a follower of the sport, but I am a follower of hip hop. And so uh, I think that that I think that that's reasonable. <laughs> it's it's uh, yes, I think so. I, I mean, I don't know. I just like the look of it. And then now I wear it and I wonder if people think I'm a bit strange for wearing it, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I can yeah, wear it absolutely. Now. now that I'm over 50. It's <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Hell yeah, that's the attitude. So uh, what do you do in your own words? I know we talked about the vintage and we talked about the selling, but what mm-hmm. uh, do you do? Well, you know, see, I don't have a job except Mm -hmm. that I am a mother of three daughters so that that is one aspect of what I do which is mothering um but that's like yeah I mean if you wanted to call it a job it is a job it's work it's labor it's quite time consuming and um sure a household also quite time consuming um I I mean in a previous life I was a translator and uh, of German um, okay, and then I worked in the news industry for four years or so, and then they made me redundant. So since then, I haven't actually had a, you know, a, what's a boss? I've not had a career uh, since then. Yeah, you know, that's had the children. goal. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could ever go back to having a boss. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same yeah. here. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, make your own. Make your own kind of business life whatever yeah absolutely Mm. and and you sell vintage um kind of as a source of income and also a passion that you have it's yeah it's really more that it's but i suppose you'd call it like a little side hustle it's not a it's not a it's not the way i mean uh, you know (laughs) i couldn't sort of fund everything through what i do but i do i do love the little bit that i do i love the interaction with people you know, I've met so many interesting people through just, you know, a similar interest in types of same types of clothes and things. And Certainly. yeah, yeah, it's just fun. It's fun. The chit chat with people down on the Harbour Arm in Margate. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the, um, you know, one of the reasons why I also uh, enjoy doing vintage clothing is just meeting people and like, um, a friend of mine has said this many times, but, you know, with furniture or art or something like that, you you don't necessarily get to see the person enjoying that thing that they yeah. bought from you. But with clothing, um, you know, with clothing, you, you see them put it, wear it out of the market or something or like, you know, you can tell them the history of it and they're, they're just so interested. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then if you're lucky, they'll send you a photo or they'll post a photo on Instagram of them right. wearing it. And, totally. and that's so gratifying, isn't it? When they're so happy with it, they want to. It really is. Yeah. I, I don't know if everyone approaches, like, you know, dealing vintage that way. But, like, that, I can't help but, but approach it that way. And, and it sounds like you're kind of in that same vein. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I always, say, I always tell people, because, you know, like we were saying, sometimes you have items that sit there for a very long time and you think it's a really nice thing why is no why has nobody bought that and then eventually someone comes along and they they just fall in love with it instantaneously and it fits them perfectly and and I just think things wait for the right person and when the right person comes you know and it might take a while but 
clothing finds finds its owner sometimes. I think. Oh, certainly, you certainly. Know, yeah, finds the right person. Yeah, it, it's always really fun when I when you've had something for so long and you're like, <clears> you know, <throat> you're, you're you're tired of looking at it, but then a person picks it up and they're like, oh my god, this is this yeah. is perfect, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> that, that's another one of those things that's very validating, I think. Yeah. It, it really is yeah because I don't know about you but do you sometimes go through phases where you think am I you know am I picking the right stuff or do oh you know, always always like yeah. And, yeah have I gone Especially, a bit like you seem to have kind of an aesthetic that you stick into as do I and, mm. and it's it's mostly stuff that I enjoy like military yeah. stuff camo um workwear etc yeah like you know when, when you when you kind of look around and you're like oh the the quote-unquote kids these days into this but then you end up selling some stuff to some people that are really psyched on it it's, yes it's just such a good feeling yeah i agree <laughs> yeah i was in the thrift store yesterday with these like teens and uh fire one bro them, one of them's name was ulrich and they Ooh. kept saying ulrich ulrich come over here man Oh, these are such sick Wranglers, man. They must have been like they must have been like seventeen, um, but they had like armfuls of shit. You know, it was I don't know. I remember being like I remember being that age doing that exact thing. Mm. Um, so it's so it's funny. It's really it's I don't a good know. name that Ulrich. I've never heard anyone called Ulrich over really? here. Really? Not here. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I guess I I guess I haven't come across many any Ulrichs either. <laughs> Vintage picker Ulrich, yeah. So was that right. shop? Did you say, or was that a was that? Where were you? I was in Brooklyn. See, to say to start to the earlier point about the names all being the same, I was in Brooklyn uh Baltimore which is like uh which is like a little I guess it's a suburb but it's really like connected to the city the city of Baltimore is quite large um comparative comparatively like it's the biggest city in the in the state of Maryland anyway um and we were there I found this I found this leather leather jacket (laughs) that I bought um and uh yeah that's uh, the stores we were gonna talk about thrifting i'm curious about uh thrifting in the uk because when i went the charity charity shops were really like looked down on like i was like where can i go to the thrift store in swansea wales you know Mm -hmm. and uh people were like why do you want to go to the charity shop like what is what is that so i don't know i just thought that that was i thought that that was odd i guess but maybe it used to maybe it used to be that way in america like going to the thrift store was really looked down upon and now it's uh sort of a sort of a hobby of like white suburban mom types Mm. uh um and among many others many other people Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think i think in the last sort of 10 years or so it's definitely become much cooler to go and not cool but you know it's, it's much more acceptable to go and source most of your stuff from a charity shop you know um i think when i was growing up i don't think people really went to them very much i mean that's a long time ago but yeah lately it's it's actually quite hard to get into them on a saturday they're quite ah. busy with, with with um all sorts of people looking for stuff yeah but the prices have gone up as well so you know, I think sometimes the price is a bit optimistic. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I have many friends that like I'll take pictures of a price tag of an item and be like, just just what the fuck? Like yeah. how? Oh, cool. This this crappy '80s leather jacket is seventy five dollars. Mm. Like what? What are you people thinking? You get it for free. And you're a thrift store, like yeah. no one that you know outside of the people that are picking for a certain thing. Like most people are not going to pay seventy five dollars for literally anything in a thrift. 
no, that would be that's that's excessive. Yeah, it, it kind of like it kind of defeats the purpose, in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, it is meant to be sort of. Not, well, I don't know. I mean, they're trying to raise money for charity, obviously, but also right. it's accessible to people. So, and they should be shifting it quickly. Totally, and, totally. And the only way to do that is by selling it at a reasonable price. Now, I'm going to say something that I don't really know anything about. So they ostensibly are charitable organizations, but Mm -hmm. I wonder what uh, I wonder what the breakdown of their profits are, Um, because I suspect that like the Salvation Army, which is a huge organization um, over here, I don't know. I guess they're they are an international organization. I wonder what the penetration of the Salvation Army is to the United Kingdom. Um, but they do all kinds of weird questionable stuff, um, mm. like forcing their members to marry uh, and stuff like that. Mm. So I don't I wonder what <laughs> like what what are the organizations like in the UK the thr- the thrift store organizations like are there many big chains one big chain well i mean yeah we i mean so the salvation army has uh, a whole load of charity shops definitely i mean that was i mean it's a, it was set up in london wasn't it in the whenever it was 18 somethings 18 right 70s i don't know um so yeah they they have charity shops then we have a lot of there's Cancer Research, British Heart Foundation, um, Scope, which is um, for um, people with disabilities. There's Mind. Uh, there's, so there's a whole load of different, very well-known charities that have. Charities. So maybe it's maybe it is real in the United Kingdom. Maybe they really oh. are charitable organizations in the United Kingdom, and just in America they are not. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Don't know enough to answer that, but yeah, <laughs> I think they're fairly legitimate over here. I mean, you do get, obviously, well, what we get here is um, people pushing um, bags through letterboxes saying we're collecting for charity and we'll be collecting on this day, say, next Thursday. Please leave us, you know, your bag outside your house. And those ones can be quite spurious. Mm. Um, yeah, they, they, they might not actually be a proper charity or they'll only give, say, 2% of the profit they make to a charity you know so now that sounds like american charitable giving two percent yeah suspicious <laughs> of those ones yeah <laughs> it, it's kind of fun though when you like go to a for-profit thrift or something like that and you're like i found this thing that y'all could have gotten way more money for and <laughs> yes. i'm gonna buy it and sell it to someone that actually appreciates it rather than you guys putting it on your stupid, you know, shop yeah. goodwill or whatever <laughs> website, yeah. you know, yeah. there, there's a little bit of a, uh, of a triumph in that. I think. Yeah. I think that, yeah. The thrill of finding something is quite, is good when you do find something. I mean, it's few and far between nowadays, but when you do find something really good in a charity shop, that's quite a thrill, isn't it? Like the treasure. Oh. Seek. Yeah. 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 It's, it, I think treasure, you know, uh, unearthing a treasure is a great way to put it yeah so <laughs> what what is your process for um for picking the the things that you do sell uh do you guys have estate sales and flea markets and things like that um there's certainly flea markets i mean uh, um i don't i'm trying to think now really i mean i just have such a massive amount of stock at the moment i'm just <laughs> i um right because yeah. you were you were a collector first right i really i was yeah that's how it happened really I just happened to I, I've always bought stuff and it just I think reached tipping point and then one of my friends who is also a very avid collector of clothes that she, you know we I wore them all they were mine um and she had hers and we just decided we needed to do a market store because we had some good stuff we should sell some of our stuff yeah that's how it started just a one-off little market store gotcha and then, yeah, but then I got the bug. Then, you know, you start to want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so now, so now I, I'm not, I, there are, you've got a mixture of, there's wholesale where you can hand pick as well. So I've done a bit of that, um, you know, picking out the, the, the sort of really juicy bits out of piles of 
not very good stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah or you know yeah yeah, occasionally scanning a charity shop and seeing if there's anything good in there or yeah and also during lockdown of course um ebay was a great you know Mm. occupier of time uh yeah yeah i I feel like a lot of people started like myself included Mm. buying stuff more online to sell yeah. Uh, during that, because everything was closed, and you know, it wasn't as uh, wasn't as accessible to go to things for three or four months here. No, no, that's it. You had to get your retail fix somewhere, and that was the only way to do it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I've always been the type like uh, when I was a kid, you know, getting the getting a Christmas like catalog, <laughs> going through and circling everything. So, like, I, I feel like even just looking at eBay. Or another like, you know, other websites like. Oh, I, that... I don't even care if I buy anything. It's just seeing what's available. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, this is fun. Yeah, that's true. It's good. I sometimes would put a search in. Like, I just put in, like, orange jacket or something. Just right. something really generic. <laughs> really, that's a fun way to find things as well. You know, you scan through and you might come across something a gem. You know, in amongst yeah. orange jackets. Yeah. It's a, it's a very similar thing to going to a thrift store. Mm. It, it's like you're going to wade through a thousand things that are awful yeah. and then maybe find that one little gem. That's it. And yeah. you don't wear a mask and gloves or, you know, <laughs> right, right. goodwill. I've seen that in America. Gives you the same serotonin boost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a cleaner environment, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So do... So in America, uh, the, not to be like comparing comparing the two, but that's a little bit the point. Um, there's this concept of stolen valor. Are you familiar with this? I've heard I've heard people say that. Yeah, or I've heard it mentioned. So do people in the UK think weird have weird connotations with camouflage in that way? I I haven't I haven't come across that really at all although I did think about it a little bit today I was thinking I have a couple of jackets that would have been worn during the Falklands war which was you know uh well I don't know if you know about that the very little war that we had Mm -hmm. with with Argentina in um 1982 81 82 and um so I have a sort of British army parker that was worn during that era i don't know if it was actually worn in the falklands but i i did think oh that's sort of weird i wonder if it was worn there and you know it, it gave it a different meaning i don't know um yeah and i think things with badge i think sometimes when you've got badges on or you know um not medals but sort of stripes on the arm and things right. like that sometimes i think that maybe maybe don't wear those i don't know i just no, 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 and I'm not asking you to make like yeah. a proclamation, you know. No, but, no, no. Uh, I was just wondering if that concept existed as a it, way. I suspected probably not. Not um, as much. Yeah, uh, I don't know. The idea of impersonating a person in the military is mm. a little bit odd. Like really doing it, you know, saying that you have done it is something so different. Uh, than mm-hmm. having than having the badges, but mm. I digress. Yeah, I, I personally will not wear anything that is uh, that has any insignia or anything on it. Right. I don't fault you know I don't fault pe- people that do. Mm. Um, I kind of kind of allow you know allow the people if they want to or not. Mm. Um, but yeah, I it's just not not something that I'm comfortable with. I mean. My last name is Smith, so if I have I have one jacket that has Smith written over the pocket, yeah, that's that's the only thing I can do, uh, you know. And if I I wouldn't wear anything with someone else's last name on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. It's a, I, I also along with Connor were imagining that it probably wasn't the same kind of like thing in the UK as it is Mm-mm. here. No, not in not in my experience. But I mean, I can't speak for everybody yeah, cer- certainly certainly yeah there there are many things that uh 
people in Europe are way different on than the States too. Mm. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not shocked that you have not ex- experienced that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, we saw that just the incredible VW van that you're selling. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what year, uh, just out of curiosity, like what year and what model is it? It's, it's at 1988 um, VW transporter, but okay. it's been converted to, it's a minibus. So uh, it's <sighs> quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks incredible. <laughs> mm. And any, anyone that is listening to this, please, when, whenever uh, she gets out her Instagram, go look at this thing because I've been salivating over it. Uh. Um, <laughs> but ha- have classic cars been a thing that you were into for a long time? And I, Yeah, I, I actually, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've really liked old cars and uh, I remember just always wanting to have a car from a really young age as well. Took me ages to pass my test, mind you. I didn't. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't get my driving license till I was twenty six. Okay. So, yeah, quite well, late. It, it it did that have something to do with like the transit that was available to you, or was that just kind of like how it went for you? It was to do with money because it was quite expensive to learn to drive. Um, ah. I was young, didn't really have the money to do it. I started and then didn't have enough to, you know, complete the, the driving. Um, gotcha. Then actually what what got me to actually pass my test was I bought a car before I'd passed. So then there was a bit more incentive to, you know, <laughs> go out and practice. And, and so I did get a, a Mark I Golf, a rabbit, as I think you call it in the state. <sighs> right, yeah. yeah. So that's what uh, that was. Was it diesel? It, no, it was petrol, that one. The one I've okay. got, that, that was a petrol, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, so I just, I just love old cars. And also, I think they just got better visibility than modern ones. Where they've got nice big windows. You can see really clearly out of the side of them. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the modern ones have got these tiny, weeny little back windows that you can't see anything out of and <laughs> great big bumpers and, yeah. No, I like the old stylings. Yeah. Um, what What is your favorite era? Uh oh, hmm, favorite era. I guess it, it would probably be for styling. It would be like fifties, sixties. Okay. Um, Stop. but I like a lot of eighties cars as well. Oh, know. they they have such a like interesting um, design aesthetic to them. I think it is really underrated, or maybe it's not now, but it has been for a long time. Yeah. But like, yeah, like old Volvos and BMWs from the from the like late seventies and eighties. I, I don't know. They they just have such a cool look to them. They really to do. Volvos are really becoming really um, sought after here as well. You know, the big the V seventies and the XC seventies, so the the big sort of square backed ones. Oh God, yeah, those are it, those are so good. They are. They're really cool cars. What what is the like the kind of driving experience and culture in in London or or where you've been in England? Um, well, London now I'd say London is quite an a uh, you have to be assertive. You definitely can't be a dithery slow driver. <laughs> There's no forgiveness at all. Right. So the, I think one of the earliest things I learned in London was that even if I was lost, I had to be lost with conviction. You, know, <laughs> you just got to really just follow the bus, if if nothing else. Just <laughs> right. pretend you know where you're going, do it with conviction and do not dither because people will be on your case very, very quickly. Yeah. So, I would um, say that's pretty that's comparable. Like to like, yeah. Like <laughs> that's that's kind of a New York attitude yeah. of driving. It's like, yeah. yo, man, get out of the fucking way if you're not going to, like... That's it. exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know how good it is for, for a person's heart or, you know, stress levels. I, I think at some point I might have to leave London just because driving is... I don't find it stressful. I find it sort of fun. It's a bit like a game, but I guess there there must be raised adrenaline. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. But so, I, I, I wouldn't cycle here. <laughs> you would? Oh, really? I wouldn't. I mean, people do. Lots of people yeah. do. Brave. I just wouldn't. It's... I mean, 
yeah. the public transit in London is is pretty robust. Also, it's brilliant for a long yeah. time, right? It's it's pretty good. I mean, you can get most apart from at the moment because we've got train strikes every week. But, oh, true, true. Yeah, but normally it would be good. Right. So the the classic cars, the the old clothing, all of that kind of, in my opinion, and something we talk about a lot on the show, um, comes from in in our experience, uh, like a place where uh, where music has been involved in someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, so what a kind of what what role has has or has a role uh or sorry has music played a role in your kind of development of style and and interests see that was the question that i got slightly stuck on (laughs) oh interesting okay because i I love music i go to i love live music love going to gigs i have very wide-ranging taste i'd say although there's certain certain things i'm not keen on listening to but um Mm, I don't <laughs> I don't really know as I'd say lately also in the last 10 12 years um I got into this I really enjoyed listening to this singer I don't know if you've heard of him called Pokey Lafarge oh, oh yeah. yeah so Pokey of course I almost know- saw him with my dad oh cool well there you go so mm-hmm. so I sort of I know Andrew a, a bit and um we I've been going to since about 2011 he came to London and I just was blown away at how good he is. He's such a good singer. And his band were brilliant. The, the uh, South City Three, they were from St. Louis. Um, and then I, and that, and I started, I like the style, you know, they, they were, or, or Pokey particularly has a very distinctive, you know, very retro look. Sometimes it's rock, you know, sort of like um, 50s. Sometimes it's more 30s, 40s. And, uh, so I think maybe some, sometimes when I would go to the gig, I'd modify what I was wearing to sort of fit in a little bit with the the vibe. Because there's a lot of real vintagey people would go to these gigs. Right, uh, in, right. In really good gear. And, and so I started to absorb that a bit. You know, the sort of the great, great looking jeans, wide leg jeans with the turn up and things like that. And um, yeah, so that's maybe that's had a little influence um but you know i couldn't really say i suppose that when i was younger it would have been gothic i would have been much more into kind of um the cure and things like that and the ah. death and, and the cult and so i was a bit more into the goth type stuff Solid, solid. but i never really you know i didn't have the money to spend on clothes particularly so i probably you know i tried to put lots of eyeliner on and find a black jumper but that was about it <laughs> didn't go yeah. much <laughs> go to a, a night where they're playing Bauhaus and Sisters of Mercy and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't know. It, it's been one of those things since I've wor- been working with clothing that has always just very much interested me because I feel like everyone I meet that is really cool and is really into cool stuff mm. all kind of comes from the same like weirdo place of you know, non-mainstream music. So like, mm. I don't know. It's just something we enjoy exploring and seems to, seems to kind of fit. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I understand it's a little hard to answer. Cause like I, um, I'm not always dressing like the musicians I listen to anymore. Right. <laughs> Uh, but there really was a time where I did like Kurt Cobain, hugely influential grunge, generally hugely influential, that kind of like weird, um, I don't know, weird mixing of stuff that is reflected also in the music. Um, but it does that, I mean, does that apply to my dressing today? I don't, I don't know. Um, I think when you're, I think it was a good answer. When you're a teenager, you, you're much more influenced, aren't you, by what yeah. other people are wearing? Yeah, you want to wear the exact same shit, you know. You yeah. want to be, like, exactly, exact copy of this person you idolize. Yeah, that's it. So but I guess I, it is growing up. I mean, I really liked uh, Freddie Mercury when I was 14, 15, but I wasn't going to wear the vest. 
braces and skin tight jeans <laughs> right right yeah that he wore, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of find your element within these different things that influence you, I think. Yeah, that's and, it. And, you know, it's combining them, like, uh, the the rockabilly country angle of, of things. Like, mm. that definitely has, especially if you're into Americana clothing and things like that. Like, yeah. that's it's got its particular vibe. Yeah. It can look very costumey on certain people, but you know, you, you incorporate elements of that into what you're, what you like to dress like. And when yeah. you look in the mirror, you're stoked about it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, you definitely don't want to try too hard do you. And, and it's, if, if people are trying too hard, it's usually evident, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. If, if you're not 18 years old, you know, you're going to pick up on someone trying too hard. If yeah. you're 18, you're probably that person trying too hard. But, <laughs> you know, we we all went through that. We did. Yes, we did. So I guess as we wrap up, we have some questions uh, which are less <laughs> which are less expansive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to ask what your best or your favorite find was. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Yes. Or recent, or recently, you know, it doesn't have to be all time. Yeah. So relatively recently, I did. I, I and this this goes back to the um the whole charity shop thing as well. I right. did I, the last I, piece of treasure. The last yeah. piece of treasure you uncovered. Oh, but I found a piece of treasure, and it was a. I didn't know. I just you know when you sense something is really good, and you just you know you pull it off the rail and go, this is good you know it was three pounds and i thought and it was a it's actually a royal canadian air force jacket from the 70s with a big black fur collar yeah i'm wearing it on that motorbike picture actually damn that was yeah that was a good find i really i was really happy with that one so i i've never sold it i kept it yeah too good not to keep um what else have I? Yes. I, 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 do you know? Have you heard of um, clown camo or salamander camouflage? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I actually, I actually have an eBay search for it uh, because oh. you introduced me to it, so I'm yeah. like still looking for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still have that that coat jacket Parker thing because I just can't. Oh, bring my, you still have it? I can't bear to sell it. Fuck. <laughs> That thing is so, so good. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. So, but I'm not bold enough to wear it. That's the funny thing. I've put hey, it on. Hey, guess you know who is? I know. <laughs> you know I who know. is bold enough, bold enough to wear it? <laughs> you know what? Con- Connor is saying when, <laughs> when and if you ever want to get rid of it, he he gets first turn. Uh, first yes. My arms are, my arms are open. Okay. Maybe I'll bring it with me when I visit Baltimore. Hell yeah! <laughs> Absolutely! Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm so jealous of people that I know in various places of Europe because you guys find so much cool non-American camo and and clothing. Mm. Uh, you know that that's like when I was a kid growing up in the '90s, I went to surplus stores and like. Czech or Swiss or or whatever stuff was like a dime a dozen. It was yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now like I I so rarely see cool like European camouflage or European military stuff. I don't remember came across anything. Really? And, yeah. yeah, it's you know, it uh it's kind of a bummer, but I I I don't know. I, I'll scroll through like Instagram stories of my friends in Europe and just get very envious. <laughs> but equally, we, we're always searching for those fantastic bits of Americana that you get. Right, get. right. It's, <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse no matter where you live, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. There's, uh, I'm still finding, you know, World War II stuff pretty regularly that was American. And you guys are finding, like, crazy camouflage from the 60s and 70s or a Royal yeah. Canadian parka. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, do you have a, a favorite item in your collection? 
and that's so that again that, oh, I found that really difficult as well I don't have a fate I have a couple of th- like that jacket I just mentioned right um, right you know um I, I certainly have things that I just seem to always wear <laughs> so right. I'm a favorite um oh yeah no other no I've got so many I couldn't even pin it down to one really there's lots of things that I can't bear to get rid of so I suppose that's that makes them my favorites um I've got a kind of a mini archive of things that I I don't want to sell yet that sounds interesting um yeah just and actually some of those are world war ii things um like RAF stuff or American no I'm American um okay I've got an Arctic Parker thing and one of these uh, reversible um, snow parkers from World Ooh. War II. Yeah, that, the pullover or the full zip? The the it's a button button up full length. Right. Um, yeah. Really heavy duty cotton and it's re- double you know thickness. Yeah, reversible. it's wide on one side, out of drab on the other. Right. That's it. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Those are some of my favorite designs, just because they're they're so interesting. Yeah. It's really good. I have worn that actually. That's because it's you know it's bland enough for me to wear. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> not too colourful. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm right there with you. My most of my stuff is either earth tone or blue, and that's yeah, yeah, that's about yeah. as far as I go. That's it. You're, I'm always seen in denim normally as well. Yeah, just, totally, totally. Yeah, can't go wrong with navy blue. Absolutely not. <laughs> So to wrap, then we were going to ask what your earliest clothing memory is. Mm. Yes, earliest clothing memory. I had several of these. Um, <laughs> actually, one was I, I picked, pulled out a picture the other day for some friends and it was my first day of school. And my, I've got three older sisters and they were all in uniform. And then there's just me sat with them and I've got a green polo neck jumper on and a red kilt and i (laughs) sort of do remember that ensemble if you want to call it that yeah from that first day of school i mean i don't think i've been seen in a i I don't think i've been seen in a kilt since then anyway (laughs) (laughs) that's that's such a good answer to this question (laughs) but there you go i can send you a photograph of it if you want (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. please do we'll put it up on the show I want the salamander camo coat okay. picture and the kilt picture. All right. We'll have really banging uh, <laughs> Instagram posts. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, if you're okay with this, we need your consent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. If you're down with it, we are down with it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure my sisters won't mind. <laughs> no, totally. totally. <laughs> But I do, I do remember wearing a lot of corduroy as as a child. It was very much corduroy centric um, clothes in the seventies. Right, right. Uh, from from CNA, which I don't know if you know CNA. It's it was a, a clothing a Belgian clothing chain, but they've now shut down in the UK. But um, everything came from CNA. Just and, out of curiosity. Uh, moleskin is one of my favorite fabrics of all time mm. like if i could if i could have a like spring summer group of clothing in like sateen like vietnam you know pants were made oh, from yeah or in a fall winter in moleskin that would be all i ever wore like was that a thing for you growing up in the 70s I, no no i don't think i was even familiar with uh i don't moleskin i'm trying to think no. It's kind of like corduroy without the whales. Yeah, it is. Like, I know I know exactly what it is, but I'm, I don't think I had any clothing that was made out of a, a fabric uh, like that. Interesting. I don't know why. I associate moleskin and English clothing so much in my head, just from coming uh, from like a tailored background. Yeah, maybe that, it's more in tailoring than. Yeah, yeah maybe than you that. guys don't love it as much as I think you actually love it outside <laughs> of tailored clothing. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> jacket though as you know wax jackets you know like oh totally totally (laughs) yeah there's i feel like wax jackets are one of the most ubiquitous things in the world Mm -hmm. like in general but also in the uk it's like you can get one that's 
you know, that's made by some company that no one's ever heard of, or you can get oh, yeah. Barber or Bell Staff or whatever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the mainstay of pretty much everyone's wardrobe. Country, country set ward, wardrobe. Yeah. If you're out in yeah, the totally. totally. Mm. I don't have one. <laughs> we we got to change that. Yeah. <laughs> I would have figured you would have had like a really rare one. Yeah, I was going to say like you you've got some crazy like 60s bell staff in your That's state. what I was figuring like a like a wax moto jacket or something. Uh, you know, I did have I did have one and I sold it, but then I I do have some um bell staff trousers. Um oh. wax trousers, yeah. And I I've kept those. I don't know why. Maybe I'm going to go back to a motorbike at some point. Who knows? You know, it might happen. I might have another midlife, a third midlife crisis and have a motorbike moment. Yeah, you Listen, definitely should. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have you on the show again about it. Yeah, yeah. We, this is <laughs> right. the, the part two of this interview is all about you embracing a motorcycle again. <laughs> motorcycle good. traveler lifestyle. <laughs> Okay, uh, you're, you're, it's a deal if I do it. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, Maya, thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been a fun conversation, and uh, you're our second transatlantic guest, right, Connor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh... fun. Thank you. I'm so so glad you asked me as well. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It was a. Uh, it was our pleasure. But uh, we always try to give the guest um, a little space to shout out whatever they want to shout out. Um, so have at it. Oh, goodness. See, this is the bit I didn't prepare for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shout what out. about your shop? What about yeah, your shop, shop or, or whatever. I mean, shout out to, to Margate, yeah. And uh, to, to, to everybody in, in Margate who comes to Boondocks on the Harbour Arm, I'm, I'm not the most reliable of uh what's the word shopkeepers because i only open i you know sporadically (laughs) but i have some loyal people who come and i I really appreciate them so yeah that's uh, that's about it really and you know and what's your instagram for your shop it's boondocks underscore margate awesome oh is it boondocks underscore vintage now i've forgotten that as well (laughs) one or the other yeah i don't know Okay, just just do a search and and you guys will find yeah find the Boondocks. I'm finding it. I'm okay. finding it. It's Boondocks underscore Margate. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Terrible unprepared guest. No, dude. No. It's, it's, oh my God, you had. We are not the most serious podcast on the planet, so we're <laughs> we're you're just as unprepared as we always are. So. All right, I feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was great, great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, Everyone, thank you for listening. Um, I'm Matt Smith at Rebels Rogues on Instagram. And I'm Connor Fowler at Connor Fowler. And I'm pretty sure we've still not received an email, but if you feel so inclined. uh, No emails. Still no emails. No emails. emails. Uh, I'm going to continue this. They are odious, odious to receive I'm going to continue it, but someone just send us an emoji, apocalypsestuds at gmail.com, at apocalypsestuds on Instagram, and Maya, thank you again. You're most... conversation. I'm going to send you an email right now. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Then I can stop making this stupid fucking joke. Email us the pictures. I will. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And next episode, I'm going to shout you out and be like, we finally got an email from our last guest. Excellent. Right, right. (laughs) All right. Take care. Take care.